0: For 25% off your DNA test kit.
1: This is the Canamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from
2: coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. Now, in Season 2, The Cannamom Show continues on its mission to empower
1: women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. Go make yourself a cup of tea, or roll yourself a joint, sit back, and learn something new about
3: this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. Welcome, oh sorry, I'm just, I just cut in, hey, welcome day. welcome to another episode of The Cannamom Show. So last week, my little introduction was about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I just finished watching her being remembered and respected. And yeah, so that was a little sad. And then last weekend was Yom Kippur, which any of my non-Jewish friends. So when I was growing up, you got like Santa Claus and um, bunny rabbits. And I got to think about death and um, hunger all day. That's our big
4: day. And you have to sit through services. You're grumpy, you're hungry, and you have to go to services.
3: Yeah, so I never really I never really appreciated that when I was younger. But <laughs> now that I'm a grown up and I literally had to do services on my back porch virtually and I had a kind of interesting, I felt very I felt like a reset. I felt like this year has been so just indes- indescribable and this moment of literally you spend your day hungry thinking about death and starvation and you come out the other side like all right, I got this. I can do this. We're starting 5781. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> i know a I'm, better note i'm gonna be writing 5780 on my checks for a while now i always do that
3: <laughs> i know that happens to me too dave <laughs> i
4: thought right, you so see I was- joyce i thought you were gonna say sorry i don't mean to hijack the show oh, you go. um that you reset and new year and you're feeling great and then you turned on the tv last night which was uh, uh, all right, i will say was- that was
3: a bit <laughs> like a comic show like saturday night live but i just tried Juliet Kayam. Out here in Massachusetts, she's a national security person. She was on Marjorie and Jim's show, which I think I should go on. I feel like they're my friends now, but that's another story. Yeah. She was just she talked about, she was happy. She was like, you know what? It's here. It's clear. I I always feel like she's a little ahead of me because she just knows stuff that none of us know. So Juliet Kayam, I felt some enlightenment from you today. So I feel a little bit better. So yeah, I got 5781 and Juliet Kayam and RBJ. RBG i ruling my day, so we're good. going forward.
4: <laughs> good. I'm good. I'm good, too, Joyce. I'm good, too. All
3: right, mm. so we're good, and we're going to start another show of the Cannamom Show introducing you to someone you're going to really want to know. So today, today's guest is speaking to us from Houston, Texas. She is a physician with an expertise in cannabis and natural medicine. In addition to being the mom of a 10-year-old boy, she is the CEO of And face of Monaco Natural Health Solutions and can be found discussing with her sister, can be found dissing with her sister on their podcast, Carly Coaches Keisha, where you can follow their real life journey, a real life health journey to better health. So please welcome to the Canamom Show, Carly Bell Biggins, better known as Dr. Carly. Welcome, Dr. Carly. Hi,
2: Joyce. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> so glad
3: I've been, to be here today. I, I always like to follow my sister podcasters, seeing what's going on in the world and specifically health and wellness and cannabis. All those together make me just my eyes glow. So that's awesome. So we did a little check in let's talk. I'm a doctor. I love having physicians on here. I talk about, I am no expert on our human body. I am learning this. And when people talk about the endocannabinoid system and how this isn't magic and why this really is health and wellness, I'm sure that's where you're coming from. And I guess what you want to let's start. What did, what started you? Where were you when you started as a doctor and what got you into normal natural medicines and how did that actually lead to where you're using cannabis and you actually understand how it is health and wellness?
2: I always wanted to be a doctor when I grew up. I was that kid that ask for anatomy books for Christmas.
3: <laughs> I don't <laughs> and even clothes. like blood. No. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and so as I go, as I grew older and I would visit the doctor, I would say, this is, you go in, you're there 5, 10, 15 minutes maybe, and you get a script. And I say, this, this is interesting, but this isn't really what I want to do. I tell people I'm a conservative hippie.
3: <laughs> oh, that's interesting, because I live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I actually feel like a conservative here, but in the rest of the world, I'd be very progressive, so what does that mean to you? That's exactly. interesting.
2: <laughs> yes, and because of that, I was very interested in being more of a healer, and herbalist, and so I started looking into herbal schools, and I came across naturopathic medicine, and I had never heard of it. Just and what, and so, back. it
3: was af- after you have gone through medical school, at what point of your... No, this is
2: after undergraduate degree. Okay. And at this time I was teaching fourth grade math and science. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm ready to fulfill my dream, head to medical school. But I knew I wanted to go more on the botanical medicine side. And so when I was looking into botanical medicine schools, I came across naturopathic medicine. And I said, this is interesting because it's like the best of both worlds. You have both Eastern and Western medicine, holistic medicine and conventional medicine being taught. And so I went out to Tempe, Arizona, to Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine. And I did a student for a day program where I was able to shadow a few classes and also a few clinical shifts. And on one of the homeopathy shifts, which I had never heard of homeopathy before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting listening, and they say, "Hey, do you have any ailments that you've been struggling with?" I said, "As a matter of fact, I have a chronic eustachian tube problem with my ear." And they asked me a few questions, came up with the remedy. Said, "Take you know two of these under your tongue. That's it. No more." So I said, "Okay." I took the two pellets the next day. The outside of my ear was hurting, the actual earlobe. Now, okay. remember, the eustachian tube is the inner ear, it's the tube that leads your ear to the throat. And so the outside of my ear had never hurt. So I called the clinic. I said, Something's wrong. The outside of my ear has never hurt. My earlobe is hurting. They said, Oh, we've got the right remedy. It says, Strange medicine. And the next day, pain was gone. Never had a problem with that eustachian tube again. Wow. And what and was I, really- I, I- mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead.
3: No, so I, again, I don't understand anything. I understand nothing about the human body. And my sister is more in the homeopathic world. And I never really, I never appreciated it, which I think it, this is an interesting transition for me into cannabis because now I'm owning this. I'm like, oh my God, there's another way to experience our world. And you have to cut, kind of, I think at some point you have to be open to it, but you either have, to, and you experienced it. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I experienced it before I understood it and before I studied it. Right. And and it was really significant because I have been to several doctors over the past 10 years before that experience about the ear problem and had been prescribed antibiotics, decongestions, nothing was working. And I thought that this was quite miraculous. And so I said, if I could be a physician who could do that, I'd be quite the doctor. And so that really sealed the deal for me. And I went off to uh, SDNM. I was accepted. I started in 2004 and completed the naturopathic doctorate degree in 2008. So it's been about 12 years now that I've been into um,
3: holistic medicine. And did your fa- and the people around you? the I grew up in a traditional lifestyle. Were the people around you saying this is a great idea, or are they saying you've gone? You, you're, we don't know what's going on with you. You're a very smart <laughs> person. We're like worried. How is there? How was your family reacting to your? Yes, Just, would, yeah,
2: yeah. Both, both. Oh, okay. Some were <laughs> very excited. Some people were. You really shouldn't do that. It's going to be difficult to have a career in that area. And some people were very encouraging. And so it was really one of those things where I just followed my heart.
3: And uh, I think, So that's not cannabis, though. That's just believing that your your body can be healed with something besides a pill. That's like the first transition you have to make. And then how did you get exactly. into cannabis? What's the next step that you took?
2: Yes. And so how I got into cannabis just being a plant-based medicine physician. I studied a lot about cannabis. I studied the endocannabinoid system. And I uh, was actually approached by the president of the Houston Academy of Cannabis Science, Dr. Levery Davidson.
3: And what and is that? Can you just explain to our listeners what that sure. is? Sure. Yeah, okay.
2: It's it's a school here in Houston where they offer a certification in cannabis foundations. And so they go through the medicinal aspect, they go through the business aspect, the farming and growing aspect. So it's a general in-depth overview of cannabis, the cannabis industry. So lots of people who are interested And getting into the cannabis industry on many different levels, whether it's on the growing side or on the retail side or the medicinal side, like many of the students, we had some pharmacists in the class, um, they come to get a a basic foundation in cannabis education.
3: That's fabulous. And and it's it's very holistic. I think that's interesting. You're not separating it out. You're keeping the plant like the plant. You're keeping it all together that this is a plant that has all these different things you need to know.
2: Exactly. Yes. And so Dr. Davidson sent me a message on LinkedIn and she said, hey, I'd like for you to come in and teach a course on the endocannabinoid system. I said, this is interesting and did a little bit of research on the school and uh, I said, OK, I'll come in and teach the class. And Joyce, when I tell you, it was the most fun, engaging, exciting course that I had ever taught. I have over 12 years in adult education as well, two years in childhood education. And I tell you, I, it was just a blast. And,
3: and so what was it? What then, was it? A, was it the excitement of the students with the idea that this is such a new um, topic that people don't come in necessarily with preordained or de- ideas? What is it? It's so great.
2: Yeah, I think it was just the level of excitement of the students in the class, which led to a really high level of engagement with the students. And so we had several different conversations about several aspects of the plant, the industry. And I think, again, it was just the level of engagements the students had with me and their excitement about the industry and how I say it seems new to a lot of people, but really, we know cannabis is really making a comeback. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Exactly. 10,000 years of history, people. This is like, we're living in the anomaly. We're making the comeback. So just a context, what year is this that you did the first class?
2: This was
3: uh, 2017. Okay. So it was live. So it was back in the days when we could see each other.
2: (laughs) Exactly. It was a live course, standing there in front of the students. And from there, I started to become, I started to receive invitations to speak at various hemp conferences, cannabis conferences. And people who own dispensaries here in the Houston area, CBD dispensaries, um, started to ask me to come in and and speak to their clients about the benefits of hemp. And so it just began to snowball and people just started reaching out to me. And uh, yeah, so that's how I got my start. So that's great.
3: Not that long ago. It's a strong voice. I know today's the House of Jay and they're doing a whole plant medicine workshops all day long. This is a big industry. We need voices like yours coming into this. So we can go back to conferencing later. But so how did you get from you're in this medical world? But then you start a company, which you actually you say you reluctantly became the face of. But you know how important that is, especially in this industry where you need to give the face of black women. This is your industry. You need to Take ownership, and I don't know we're making our own table. I always say that. So you're mm-hmm. doing that. So let's talk about how did you start, and what are you doing with it, and what are your goals, and who are you trying to reach? Because I always talk about women my age and older. We know the least. We could benefit the most. We need people who are trusted voices to help us figure this out because there is so much misinformation. So you are that trusted right. voice. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Joyce. Yeah. So I started Monaco Natural Health Solutions, founded in July 2018. And initially, it started with the idea around holistic health, where I was going to offer holistic health questionnaires. That's how it started with the questionnaires. So I took about a year to develop these proprietary questionnaires where people can answer questions about their own health and receive individualized recommendations around diet, um, nutrition, lifestyle, and supplement recommendations. So that's how Monaco started.
3: That's and int- that, that is what I talk about. Cannabis is the beginning of personalization of medicine. This is really part of that package, right?
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And so after I started in, my business mentor was, you really need to become the face, as I was explaining it to you before. And I was really reluctant. And it's interesting how you mentioned that it's important to be the face, especially as a Black woman, because that was one of the reasons I was very reluctant within the holistic health community. I feel there can be lots of biases and I really didn't want anyone to shy away from my brand because of who I am. That's
3: interesting. That that is the flip side of it, I know. And I'm trying to think of this year, this is the year of courage. And every time Mm -hmm. I find a woman, or it's been women in my, you know, these circles, her courage, I just have to own that and listen to what they're doing because it is so brave to put yourself out there. And I know a lot of the women have done this because they've healed themselves with the plant. That's really their motivation. You're a physician who understands- You understand holistically, you understand more than the individual and you have a bigger voice, I think, because you have that sort of gravitas. So I just this this is so important to hear it from women who may be afraid to speak up because they know what the backlash to them and their community and the sort of public. I just think it's so brave of you.
2: Oh, thank you, Joyce. Yes, I, I finally decided, Okay, I listened to the advice of the mentors and I said, okay, I'll become the face of the brand. And that's when we launched Dr. Carly. And uh, Dr. Carley is what encompasses the cannabis piece. And we also encompass the Monaco natural health piece as well. And so under Dr. Carley, you know, I offer the public speaking piece. I started my own CBD line, offer health coaching services. We have the health questionnaires. And so there's just this whole umbrella of services that we offer under Dr. Carley. And it's definitely been a rewarding decision to become the face of the brand. And I definitely would encourage any other women who may be reluctant, who just may not like that spotlight, who want to be in the background to definitely own who they are. And they all have their own unique story. We all have our own unique story. Absolutely. And no one can tell it like you can. And so we like to put the face with the story. And so I would just encourage women, all women, including women of color, to definitely step out of that comfort zone. And put yourself out there so that people know who you are and you can encourage other people as well by taking that step.
3: And know that there's 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 networks. There are networks building across the country of women who are in this industry who are pledging to support each other. And women like the House of Jane, Tokativity, like these groups that are doing a lot of these conferences to raise the voices of women who are in this industry, not at maybe a monetary level that you can see it. This is a money issue. This is going to be big business. But the women who are in it for health and healing who need a better platform and need to be known that they're being listened to. A lot of these women have just been doing it because it's, it's who they are. They can't help themselves. They have to talk about it. But now they're getting a platform and other women supporting them. And you know, you're definitely part of that network. All right. So what are you doing with Monica Natural Health Solutions? What is that a, Those are your products or is that a...
2: We do, yes. I do have products, and so I have uh, the Monaco Premium CBD line, and I do have oils, I have lotions and soaps, I have bath products, and I have a few products also that are non-CBD, like some vegan truffles, for example. And so it's really interesting because I can appeal to various people in various industries because I also have an ambassador program um, and I'm also now offering white labeling services as well. And so, for example, I have a sports line where I have a sports recovery tincture and a sports recovery uh, lotion, pain relief soft. So, for example, I have uh, personal trainers and uh, physical therapists who are interested right. in that particular line of products.
3: So and are you, so- you doing so are you, are you doing subscription boxes or is that how are you setting? I know I've, seen, I've a lot of these women's businesses are trying to set up these networks so they can get these products to people and. In- Packages so you can try a lot of little things and then figure out what works best. Is that something you're doing?
2: I do. Yes, I do have, it's called the Hemp Fix. I have a Hemp Fix box where you can subscribe and receive a variety of products on a monthly basis. And you can also purchase the Hemp Fix box just a one-time purchase if you're looking for a gift, for example, because it comes in our beautiful custom-made, custom-design box. And so you can do the hemp fix in either one purchase or in the subscription service as well.
3: And what are people, people coming to you looking for very specific things now with COVID, more stress, more sleep, more what?
2: (laughs) Yes, uh, definitely lots of sleep, lots of anxiety. That was already pre-COVID, but then once COVID hit, yes, we definitely saw an increase in patients looking for relief for anxiety and stress. I, one of my largest customer bases is a, the pain patient, arthritis patients. They are just love my turmeric infused CBD blend. And so we have people that are coming from all different areas, irritable bowel disease patients, again, the physical therapy. I have psychotherapists who are looking to recommend to their clients as well for being in depression. So Definitely see um, an increase. And so, on the other side, with with COVID, I've been doing a lot of education. Uh,
3: yeah, I want to talk around- about that. I want to talk about education and conferences. So, I know okay. this is the big one about you have education at your heart, crushing the stigma is our goal as well. I have been doing a lot of virtual conferencing now. So what are you finding in terms of how are you getting out there? How are you reaching people? Do you find that actually there's more because it's virtual? So people are connecting with you more because you can speak in multiple places on the same day. Like, how's that working for you?
2: Sure, yes. I've definitely been seeing an increase in people reaching out. I'd say primarily through LinkedIn that people reach out to me and want me to be a part of their conference. And I'm very excited. I was just contacted by Code420 and they had a very interesting topic. They wanted me to speak on regenerative medicine or stem cell therapy and cannabis treatment,
3: hmm.
2: because I've I've presented and and spoken about regenerative medicine previously for a medical clinic.
3: So was that I, so, again? I'm stupid about medicine and everything. So how does this, So if you're talking about regenerative medicine, what are you talking about specifically, and how does that impact person individuals' health? What is that talking about? Right.
2: So regenerative medicine, we're primarily talking about stem cell therapy. And so stem cell therapy is where you actually receive uh, cells. It typically comes from an umbilical cord, right, from uh, a newborn baby. And those cells are able to really manifest into various different types of cells. And so we see when people, for example, are needing a knee replacement, when they get stem cell therapy, the cartilage that is still there is able to regenerate. And this is why they call it regenerative medicine.
3: So healing Um, faster is that a fast is that a healing issue?
2: It's healing and it's regenerating tissue that has been damaged or that has been lost.
3: Wow! Previously, yes. So, how far along are we? Is this something we're actually doing now? Is that yes? (laughs) Oh, the thing, absolutely.
2: So, there are clinics around the country, around the world, that offer regenerative medicine. Definitely, yes. And how does and how does
3: cannabis connect with this world of medicine that you're working in? Are you doing cannabis research with any of these? Facilities? Are you doing COVID research for um, cannabis for information? No, you know, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm not necessarily on the research side of things.
3: Or, or you know, just, whatever, just on the end sure, talking about but Yeah,
2: I, I definitely read a lot of research. I <laughs> spent mm-hmm. a lot of days on nih.gov <laughs> and just reading so many uh, research articles around the plant. And this particular topic was brought to me. And I said, you know what? This is interesting. I'll dive in and do some research around the topic. I think I'll primarily come from the place of where it's anti-inflammatory, reducing the inflammatory cytokines. That's what CBD does, primarily reducing those inflammatory cytokines.
3: Can you explain why that's so, I keep hearing doctors talk about this, that the endocannabinoid system and inflammation, it's such an important, it's almost like a first defense. If you can hit, if you can hit the endocannabinoid system, then you don't even need the more um, advanced pharmaceuticals that go to the next whatever the, whatever the other whatever the, they're they're um, supposed to be attacking. So, can you talk a little bit about inflammation and endocannabinoids and cannabis? And sure, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. So, it's fascinating because there's tons of research right now that's going on. We already have tons that's already done, but the way that cannabis helps with inflammation and reducing inflammation is it reduces the cells that are released when we have an inflammatory response. And those are called cytokines. They also can reduce other types of inflammatory cells called interleukin-6, for example. So there's all kinds of cells that are released when we have an inflammatory response, which inflammation can cause pain. It's the primary cause of pain. Also, inflammation can damage tissues as well. So for example, when we look at lupus or autoimmune patients and they have just this chronic inflammation, Uh, Because the cells, their immune system is attacking their own tissues. And we can reduce that particular mechanism of action in that autoimmune patient. We can also spare their organs because a lot of, for example, lupus patients end up needing kidney transplants because of the inflammation that happens in the kidney. And so CBD being able to decrease those inflammatory cytokines can potentially Spare the organs, the vital organs of our autoimmune patients, particularly lupus patients. Also, this is why we also feel that CBD is very effective in arth- for arthritis patients and irritable bowel disease patients, because again, just reducing that um, inflammation. And so, it's a very powerful anti-inflammatory. Some of the research going on right now with COVID nineteen and cannabis is very exciting because that. Problem that happens in the lung where people just go from breathing room air to needing to be on a respirator, maybe 10 hours later, there's a cytokine storm that's happening within the lung. And when that happens, it's very difficult for the lung tissue to be able to recover from that. So we can prevent that cytokine storm, then we can potentially save lives.
3: Preventing it, trying to fix it. That's a much better solution. (laughs) We don't usually think that way, but yeah. It's just amazing, really. I knew nothing about inflammation until about a year ago because I started talking about cannabis with doctors and now doctors who are in this world keep talking about that's the magic. Yes,
2: it's, the it magic. is going to revolutionize you know, the field of medicine uh, for pain, inflammation, also for any type of neuromuscular um, disease as well. So we're looking at Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, it's anything that MS, i have a lot
3: of women i have a lot of women who are in the industry because they have ms and -hmm. went down that path and discovered cannabis Cannabis. and they got off a lot of the medications it's it's such a continuous story and it's again they're not talking about it like my i have a really good friend 15 years and until i started doing the show she didn't then she started telling me she used cannabis so it the shame is still there and it's medication Mm -hmm. that's the thing it's frustrating all right. Yeah. So one more question before I break. So okay. you're a doctor, you're in this thing, you're talking about cannabis. Your husband's in the military. Isn't that right? He is. Yeah. So how's that working with you and him? How's we- <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's very much has let me know he cannot try any of my products. <laughs>
3: You rubbing and off on him? Anything or, uh, touching him? Nothing.
2: <laughs> oh no, he's not using any of the lotions or. I said, I always tease him. Hey, how you give me my massage tonight with my pain relief lotion? No. <laughs> and but he's very supportive, and what I do, I think he really sees it as medicine. Of course, he's someone who's very conservative. He's never used cannabis, uh, and I would say it's very interesting because he's definitely on that side where I've had to do a lot of education around the plant with him as well he's like and a test
3: pilot uh, it's good actually it's like my mother will not believe me and i keep trying i have a podcast <laughs> she still won't believe me so use someone to test all your theories on that's good yeah who, know, who knows still loves you even if you fight with him that's good to know <laughs> 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 all right so is he advocating it all in the military I, that's the next military once they agree this will all go down it'll all pff. once the military oh, yeah. accepts that they can help they can help all their people who are suffering that would be very nice
2: That would be very nice. He is not currently advocating (laughs) (laughs) for the military at this time, but I think once they change their regulations, he may come around. All
3: right. I have hope. All right. So (laughs) Dr. Carly Bell-Biggins, that was fun. I'm going to be back on the other side with a few more questions. We have a little announcement. I'm going to talk about my favorite thing and that'll be a show. So we'll be back after this quick announcement.
1: Hi, this is Amy from Hip Lives, an online virtual community with admissions surrounding health in progress. Our Plants Not Pills holistic approach to health aligns you with support, education, products, and specialists through our resources and foundation in, well, you guessed it, cannabis. We also have other natural health solutions too for living your life with your health in progress. So that's why it's Hip Lives. And we're especially excited to collaborate and share our space with our friends at the CannaMom Show. Aligning the core message, we invite all of you to visit Hiplives.com and listen to host Joyce Gerber as she dives deep with Canna Moms each week who share their stories and attest to the healing powers of cannabis. Tune in to Season 2 of the Cannabis Mom Show and join the community at Hip Lives to embrace the canna culture. Also, join me as your new co-host on the Canada Mom Show, where Joyce and I spearhead the airwaves in a North American takeover, from her roots in the U.S. to my voice here in Canada. Woohoo! hoo Moms, unite! And we promise that's not all you'll find, is you too can get involved, access our support and strategy to business services, align with our brand partners, and truly benefit from the space where holistic lives are shared. Hope to see you there! Okay, we are back
3: with Dr. Carly, and before we finish up with her, find out how her sister's doing and what's new with her podcast, I just want to do a little uh, chit-chatting about some things that I've been thinking about because it was Yom Kippur, and I always talk about micro-leadership. If we can hurt everyone so much with microaggressions, we can heal the world with micro-leadership. So one of the things I did read in between my 12 hours of Yom Kippur services, and all my Jewish friends out there know, I am not exaggerating. (laughs) there is a couple of hours where you're hungry, but you don't really want to do anything. So I read a book and I read this book called Humankind, Changing the World, One Small Act at a Time. I heard it reviewed, I think on NPR, and it gave me hope in this way, talking about the little things that people can do. And he's a big, the the author is a big brother, and I've been a big sister program since longer than I've been married. And um, just talking about how the impact on one person can really change the world. Seriously. So I own this. I believe in it. I have been in politics. I've been a divorce attorney. So I know that love and kindness, <laughs> generosity and hope are not always valued. But in my new world in cannabis, it is. So I'm going to that's my thing. I'm grounding my life in love and kindness. And this is just a book I would recommend humankind. Just little things about how you can make life better. And it talks a lot even about the perspective of cannabis. And I just want to read one short section. It was on page 157. And they were talking about just four things you can do every day to just make your life a little bit better. So compliment at least one person every day. Keep a gratitude journal, which doesn't even have to be a journal. It literally has to be like a moment every day to think, oh, that was a good thing that happened. I swear it changes your mind. Perform a daily act of kindness. And this is really important, people. Be mindful of who and what you expose yourself to. And I think in this era of weird politics and alternate facts and things that are around you that seem so big and just you, that you have no control over, keeping control of the little things around you can really make the world better. So that's my plug for kindness. Yeah, and the, the
4: last one was <laughs> get off Facebook and Twitter yeah. and enjoy life.
3: Yeah, it's what you're putting in. We're just, what you put in is what you get out. So put good things into you and then you'll get good things out. I just dropped my papers. I'll be right back.
4: That's okay. I can add something. I can vamp while you pick up the papers, but... I had a, a friend who he did a talk. It was like a not an official TED talk, but it was a TED talk style talk. And he did it about this relationship he has with this guy that he met and befriended years ago. And somewhere along the line, they agreed to do gratitude lists to each other. And so I think the one guy's in L.A. and my guy's in Boston. And every morning they send themselves, they, each one sends the other an email of 10 things that they're grateful for. Every day. They've been doing it for years. And it, I would think that you would run out of stuff. But apparent, but the, by the time I heard the talk, I was like, I guess you could come up with 10.
3: Like little things. Like I didn't wake up. Like my cat's been shitting on the run <laughs> every morning. And, and when I wake up and there isn't one. Nope. There you go. I'm actually see? grateful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second thing is, so I'm talking about microleaderships, a woman named Jen Bailey from the United Kingdom reached out to me. She's an author. And she wrote with some other people a book called Tales from Mother Earth. And it's a series of realistic animals and insect stories that aim to raise the awareness of our plight and the natural world is facing in these uncertain times of climate change, erosion, natural habitat and plastic pollution. But through active learning, these books are aimed to educate and inspire young, the young. So they talk about doing micro things in your life. Little kids can do little things: pick up some trash, acknowledge the fact that there are bees, look at a flower. It's just being aware—it's just—it's very interactive. So again, it's called Tales from Mother Earth a mother, a group of women in the United Kingdom, they reached out to me. I think this is an interesting idea. I'll put notes in my, there'll be notes in the footnotes of the show, but again, micro things, little things that each of us can do that we can control. And that's how we make those networks. And again, I always like to bring cannabis in. If you're having trouble getting into that moment, smoke a little pot. You'll feel, it. it'll help you be kind. Okay. All right. So we are back with my friend, Dr. Carly, to talk more about what her podcast, are go- how her podcasts are going, how her sister's doing, and just what's coming up for this year. So let's talk about, and your son, we haven't talked about your son yet. Who is there? Maybe we'll go back to that. So your son is 10, you said?
2: Yeah, actually he's nine. He'll be oh, he's nine. Here. Okay.
3: Okay, uh-huh. I, I, get, I made him older on the show. Just let him know. He got a year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sure you'll be excited about that. He's ready for double digits.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, how is this? This is actually the, the genesis of the Canta Mom show. Is how you talk to your kids in this era. What is it that you talk to him about? You know, obviously you're coming in from a very medical professional. I, I don't know if you consume in the house. I don't. Some of my guests do. Some of my guests don't. But how do you talk to him about this? Yes, yeah,
2: so and my son actually is. My biggest advocate, He's. I tell him I should hire him as my marketing expert wherever we go. He's, hey, check out my mom's Monaco Natural Health Solutions.
3: Oh, so I just, We're, when I was, I, years ago, I ran for a school committee seat and my, my manager, my uh, campaign manager was an 11-year-old boy. So he is definitely <laughs> old enough to do this. I totally support you.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. and uh, And also he had a little birthday party. And on zoom, you can make like a background and he put Monaco as a little background or his birthday party. And so we do, we talk about Canon biz. We talk about CBD. He actually uses my CBD products. He loves my stress lotion. Uh, we put that on every night before he goes to bed. And I talked to him a lot just about the business.
3: I mean, that's, um, it, that's a, It's like project-based learning. He's like seeing what you're doing. He you actually like in yeah. real time. That's interesting. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Oh, well that's, so he's a fan. That's good. I just had the show coming out this week. It's a mother son team. They're, grow, they're starting a dispensary grow facility together. So oh. and he, when she, he was 15 and she was diagnosed with MS, he mm-hmm. told her to smoke more pot. It took her 10 years to get there, but he knew at 15 what she needed. <laughs> so right. Don't exactly. Just, wow. Don't dismiss our children. All right. So let's talk about your podcast. Let's talk about your sister. So you have this okay. interesting show. Your sister has different, um, lifestyle than you, and you're working with her to figure out how to feel the best that she can feel. And I know she's had some sad tragedy, but how's it going just in general in terms of her health?
2: Yes, it's going really well. So you're talking about my show, Carly Coaches Keisha.
3: Carly Coaches. And
2: Keisha, it's very interesting because she's my older sister. And coming to her in this realm of being her coach has is, is been a, an interesting journey for I us. I get that. I'm
3: a young, I'm a younger sister. I can't imagine of having to tell my <laughs> sister
1: what to do. Oh yeah, know. get
2: to tell big sister what to do. I love it. <laughs> and, <clears throat> excuse me. She's very motivated. She started walking. She's eating more healthy. She's doing really well with her smoking cessation. And But unfortunately, we've taken a little pause. We have some more shows that we're going to, that will be, that I already have pre-recorded that we'll be putting out here soon. But both she and her um, husband, I should say ex-husband, uh, the father of her children uh, came down with COVID and unfortunately he succumbed to the virus and he passed so away. Sorry. Yes. Thank yeah. you. And so just, um, just in, in August. Yeah. And so we, I, I've just, if she's grieving. So I've been giving her some time to go through that grieving process And then we'll get back to um, recording the Carly Coaches'
3: Keisha here soon. It's going to be interesting. She's going to be in a lot of things that are a lot of Americans are dealing with now. She had some pre-existing issues with her health and then she got COVID. And I I think this is is a show that people are going to want to hear just because it's going to be so relatable. This is so many people are exactly in her situation.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Does she live near you? How connected are you to like seeing her every day or talking to her? How does this work? Do you get to bug her every day? How does that work?
2: (laughs) I'm in Texas and she's in Ohio.
3: Okay. <laughs> and so we
2: don't see each other very often, but uh, we definitely do our Zoom meetings and our phone calls pretty regularly. So. That's true.
3: Nobody sees each other. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's craziness. All right. So that's good. And then what about your podcast, Dr. Carly? What are you focusing on and where can people find you and what are some of the topics?
2: Sure. So the Dr. Carly podcast is... It's on Apple, it's on iHeartRadio, we are on Stitcher, we're on uh, the Amazon Music Now, as well as Spotify. And the Dr. Carly podcast is really all about cannabis, culture, and holistic health. And so there's a few podcasts where I'm just kind of talking, but lately I've been really focused on interviewing other holistic practitioners, people who are in the cannabis space, people who are in the holistic medicine space, and it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy. I think
3: everyone needs a podcast. Get to, get to talk to somebody new every week. It's fun. People. Yes. <laughs> it's, Just Dave, it's so- and you should talk to Dave about that because he <laughs> knows all about it. I way, will. By the way, the
4: podcast for our listeners is it's it is Dr. Carly. C-A-R-L-I-E. <coughs> Don't forget. C-A-R-L-I-E. <laughs> You don't spell you don't spell, you spell it the right way, right, Doctor Carly?
3: That's right. That's the right <laughs> way, to spell. The correct. So, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's doing a podcast, talking to your friends, knowing that you're not alone in your world, especially in this kind of times. To hear these stories of people who are out there, and again, the micro leadership. We're all doing our best. We're all doing what we can. If you're focused on the positive, hopefully, you're influencing other people to be focused on the positive, and that my people is all we can do to change the world. Because, yeah. And we're going to use cannabis to help us along. All right. So I'm actually out of time, Carly. Where Are you, are you going to be speaking at any conferences coming up? Are the ways people can find you? What's the best way for people to reach you? And how do they find your amazing products in your boxes, your subscription boxes?
2: Absolutely. So yes, I have two exciting engagements coming up. I'll be speaking at the Houston CBD Expo South on December 11th and 12th. as here in Houston at the Hyatt. And then I'll also be speaking at the Georgia World Cannabis Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on the weekend of March the 27th of 2021. So that's exciting. People can find me at drcarlie.com. That's just D-R-C-A-R-L-I-E.com. And my products you can find, if you go to drcarlie.com, you just click on the CBD tab and that's my store. You'll be able to see all of the Monaco products. You'll be able to see the Hemp Fix, the Ambassador Program and everything that we offer there as well.
3: Fabulous. Awesome. All right. So for my amazing guest, Dr. Carly, if you want to find her, all the things you need to know will be in the notes of the show, or maybe you heard it and you want it yourself, check her out. If you are going to any of these cannabis hemp conferences that are coming up, they're everywhere. I keep getting invitations. This is a new world, people. You want to step into it. This is a good place to learn about it. For my canna bro, Dave, thanks for joining us again today. At the end of the month, we're going to have a new co-host. It's a special. You probably are hearing about it now. I'm but getting it's fired. going to be you're not fired. You're getting... Um, I'll still be here. You can't get rid of me. You're just... You can't get rid of you. What am I going to do? I can't do the show without you. Like, literally. So, Dave will be here forever. And he can thank always you. add his voice because we love having a man voice on the show. I want to thank Josh Lampkin and Bella Jaffe for writing and performing the Canna Mom theme music. I want to thank Janice for being my social media team. You're killing it every week. Thank you for getting everything out there. And... Most importantly, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to The Canna Show, where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one of story at a time. Please follow The Canna Mom Show's social media. Subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Joyce Gerber. This is The Canna Mom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, The Boston Podcast Network.